This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Amen. Now, last week we continued and we shared a lot on our series. Our series is on the oil of the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we, we saw right from the beginning that when the priests were anointed, that the blood was put upon them, upon their you know, right ear, right thumb, right uh, toe, and also not the blood of an animal, but also the oil. And here, God was saying, you know, talking about that we cannot be priests uh, without the blood. You know, and in the New Testament, we are priests and kings, the Bible tells us. And we are priests, you know, we are New Testament priests by the blood of Jesus. You know, and so we are inaugurated into priesthood by the blood of Jesus. Everyone who receives Jesus as his or her personal savior becomes a priest you know, he, he or she comes into the prison of, uh, you know, of believers, you know, the priesthood that God has established. And we saw also that it is not only the blood of an animal that were put, that was put on, on the priest when they were inaugurated, but also oil, and what we know as the anointing oil. You know, now, Obviously, just like in the Old Testament, the blood, it was the blood of any man, which is no longer applicable. Uh, let me stress this. It's no longer applicable into the New Testament believer because the blood of Jesus has paid the price. You know? And also, uh, we see that they were anointed by the anointing oil which is no longer applicable in the New Testament believer because the Holy Spirit himself has descended. You know, Jesus said this to uh, his disciples, say that go and stay in Jerusalem until you are enjoyed with power, until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. says that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so they had to wait for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, for the empowering of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And we know that according to the book of Acts, uh, that believers were empowered and were energized and were, were, were really set on fire by the coming of the Holy Spirit. And that is why when apostles went everywhere, God was bringing in to their attention that you have to be to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is important in our lives. Now, we saw also that uh, the Holy Spirit you know, must come in abundance, just like in John 7, you know, verse 37, verse 38, saying that, uh, you know, 
uh, out of your belly shall come forth rivers of living waters. You know, that is in verse 37. And verse 38 explains what that river or what those rivers of of living waters are. It says that this he spoke of the Holy Spirit, which has not been given as yet because Jesus had not been glorified, you know, as yet. You see, the blood had not been shed. Now, remember in the Old Testament, it was the blood first, then the oil. So here in John 7, verse 37 and verse 38, gives us the same sequence, you know, that the blood had not been shed. So that is why the Holy Spirit could not come. Yeah, so just like in the Old Testament uh, priesthood, the inauguration into priesthood, that the, it, uh, it was supposed to be the blood of an animal, you know, and then the oil. Yeah, so you can't have them the other way. And so here, Jesus is saying that he spoke, the Bible says that he spoke of the Holy Spirit, you know, who, who was still to come, who had not come, who had not been poured. Because Jesus had not been had not uh, been uh, crucified, you know. In other words, his blood had not been shed. And so, we see here that now, since the blood of Jesus has been shed, that the Holy Spirit was given, yeah. and also in believers, yeah, that as a child of God, you appropriate that blessing by coming and appropriating the blood of Jesus into your life. You get born again. You know, you're saved. And the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sins. You know, and after that, then the Holy Spirit will come and empower you, you know, for the work of the ministry and do a finished work in your life. And so, uh, but now, the issue about the Holy Spirit in our lives is that he should always, we should always be in continual communication with him. You know, that we continue always, all the time, with the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, that is the anointing that we're talking about. Now, last week we saw that uh, Jesus spoke of the parable of virgins, ten virgins. And all three parables in Matthew 25 are talking about the end times, you know, and nobody can dispute that we are in the end times today. And so, Jesus said that uh, in this parable of ten visions, he says that uh, five came, they all had lamps, you know, but five came, and unfortunately they did not have the extra oil with them. And so we saw that that oil was the Holy Spirit, the interaction with the Holy Spirit. So these are believers probably they got saved, but they never continued in fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, fellowshipping in his way, interacting with the Holy Spirit and also in his way. And uh, the Word of God plays an important role in getting the Holy Spirit in us. Jesus said, we read this morning, Jesus said that the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. You know, in John chapter 6, verse 63, you know, that the word of God is the spirit of God. The word of God, you know, it's, it comes from the Holy Spirit. So if I read the word, 
You know, what happens? I am interacting more with the Holy Spirit, you know, by reading the Word, going through the Scriptures. You know, I'm interacting more with the Holy Spirit. And also, when I pray in tongues, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and when I pray in tongues, my mind is unfruitful, but my spirit prays. You know, and so, my spirit prays unto God. You know, I am fruitful in my spirit by praying in tongues. And that is why Apostle Paul always encouraged churches and said that pray always in the spirit. Yeah. So the issue of being in the spirit is very critical in our lives. In Galatians, uh, Paul says here, yeah, Galatians is 5, verse 22, you know, from verse 17, uh, that uh, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah. So we see here that there are lust of the flesh, and there is uh, uh, the, there are fruits of the spirit. Now, the fruit of the spirit come out or are manifested when we walk in the spirit. Yeah. So, engaging with the Holy Spirit is very much important. Your interaction with the Holy Spirit is very much important in your, in our lives. Uh, that. I should always interact with the Holy Spirit. I should always be there, you know, and make sure that I engage myself. I'm reading the way. I'm feeding my spirit. The Holy Spirit is ministering unto me, you know, and then I'm allowing the truth of the Spirit to come into my spirit. And I will be living my life in the Spirit, you know, and when I live my life in the Spirit, I won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, but if I don't walk in the spirit, it's easy for me to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah. So we see here that there is a direct connection uh, between walking in the spirit and being in the spirit. And that is the oil that we're talking about. Walking in the spirit, being in the spirit, and also, uh, you know, and, and producing our lifestyle. The lack of working in the spirit and being in the spirit will make us to be carnal, you know, to be in the flesh, and also to uh, to experience uh, things that God does not approve in our lives. Let me tell you something that see, Christian life is a spiritual life. It's not a, a mechanical life. I'm not a Christian by name, or what we call nominal Christian. You know, Christian because I am called a Christian, or Christian because I don't belong to this religion or that religion. Christianity is of the Spirit. That's why Jesus said that to Nicodemus, he said that you need to be born again. Yeah, and, uh, and Nicodemus was baffled, and he said, how can a man be born again when he's old? And Jesus told him, whatever is born of the Spirit, you know, whatever is born of the Spirit is Spirit, and what is born of the flesh is flesh. Yeah, so we need to make sure that we are in the Spirit, we're working in the Spirit, we're following God, we're following His guidance, we are sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, you know, and so that we will always have that full uh, oil of the Holy Spirit.
Holy Spirit in our lives so that we will be wise visions that even when we're waiting for the master to come, that we will be also having extra oil. Our tanks, our spiritual tanks will be full of the Holy Spirit, of the oil of the Holy Spirit. And so I want us today to look at a couple of scriptures which I believe you know, will bless us. In First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now, Paul is writing a letter to Timothy here in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now he says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith. Now he says that uh, in latter times, in the days to come, you know, in the end times, these are latter times, you know, that the Holy Spirit expressly you know, tells, he says uh, through Paul here, that some will depart from the faith. Some, not all, but some. So we see, it, uh, we saw last week in the parable of ten visions that five were uh, foolish and five were wise. And it was not everybody who stayed outside, uh, who was not ready for the coming of the bridegroom. But, you know, some, you know, and in that parable, 50% uh, where uh, they departed from faith. Yeah. Now, here it says that in the latter days, some will depart from the faith. You know, some people will ultimately, you know, unfortunately, lose their, their commitment to the Lord. I pray that you should not be part of that in Jesus' name. I pray that you will never lose your faith. You will never lose your commitment to the Lord. It does not matter what, that you will remain faithful. You will remain committed to the Lord. Now, it says here, some will depart from the faith. And what will make them depart from the faith? It says this they will do by devoting themselves to deceiving spirits and teachings of demons. You know, and... Uh, there are deceiving spirits and there are teachings of demons. Yeah. And it says, through the insincerity of liars whose conscience are seared. You know, they no, no longer have conscience for, uh, for serving God. They've been seared. You know, they will come with their own thing. Forbid to marry, you know, require abstinence from food that God created to be received with thanksgiving. By those who believe and know the truth, for everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it's received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. So we see here that this is one of the things that they will do, you know, and uh, it is so unfortunate that, you know, uh, that that the Bible says, talks, talks about that they will follow teachings of the devil. Yeah. Let me tell you, anything that opposes Christ, anything that opposes God, is of the devil. Yeah. And there is no two way. Or anything that replaces Christ, is of the devil. You know, nothing should replace Christ in our lives. You know, nothing should replace Christ in our 
in us, you know, that Christ must remain the center pole, the center pillar of our lives. You know, that our focus must always be uh, on Christ. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible tells us that, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. You know, Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, says, in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Now, obviously, we see here that we are in the last days, perilous time, you know, times of difficulty. And uh, you know, with this coronavirus pandemic, uh, we see here that it's times of difficulty. And, and the Bible says that there will come times, plural, times. You know, not time, but times. So, uh, you know, just know that more is still coming. Unfortunately, I would love to tell you that things are going to go well, things are going to be well, you know, we're going to cruise and I would love to tell you, but unfortunately, I can't tell you that. You know, I've got news to tell you that more difficult times are coming. Yeah. And these are the times whereby we are to be, uh, to be firm in our faith in God. You know, just prepare yourself you know, that we will be firm in God. You know, that when the devil attacks, we will attack him back. You know, when he fight, we fight him uh, back. You know, when he pushes us, we push him twice. You know, uh, we, we go, you know, whatever he does, we, we, we do that. You know, we do more. You know, if he says that we can't sing, we will sing louder. You know, if he says that you can't uh, tell, tell people about salvation, you know, we, we do open airs. You know, we do more. We, we don't cave in in any way. We don't cave in. You know, we go further for the kingdom of God. You know, now, as long as we are here on earth, we will continue doing the work of the Lord. That must be settled in our minds. You know, that we will never stop doing the work of the Lord. What our priority here on earth, it's not, uh, it's not to gather and amass uh, you know, things, you know, those things are by the way. Our main focus is doing the work of the Lord. So it says here that in the last times, perilous times will come in the King James Version. But it says here that times of difficulty in ESV, you know, will come. And, and during those times, what will happen? You know, look at what the Bible says here. It says, for people will be lovers of self. You know, people will love themselves more than anything. You know, lovers of money, we have seen that. You know, all this corruption that is happening, all this defrauding, also Christians defrauding one another, all of that is because of the love of money. And Jesus prophesied that people will depart from faith because they will be lovers of money. People will be lovers of self. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Yeah, people will be proud, will be arrogant, will be abusive. You know, now, haven't we uh, read or aren't we hearing a lot of, you know, gender-based violence? That's abusive that the Bible talked about here, you know. And it says disobedient to their parents, you know, people rebelling against their, uh, their parents. You know, it's 
that, that is just proof enough that we are in the last days because we are seeing that. You know, people are saying that, oh, we will do like we do. You know, please, parent, don't tell me to do this. You know, we need to be obedient to our parents. We need to follow them, follow their instruction. We need to be humble. You know, don't be uh, arrogant and, you know, don't be proud. You know, and he says here, people will be ungrateful. You know, they, they, won't, they won't be ungrateful. I mean, they will be ungrateful. They won't be grateful to God for their lives. You know, that they, they would always want more. They, you know, there is this sense of, you owe me something. You know, instead of, I'm grateful for what I have. You know, and so, that's what will, uh, they will be doing. They will be unholy. They will be heartless. You know, I mean, all on TV that we're seeing, uh, of how, you know, people are brutally murdered is because people are heartless. And the Bible said that in the last days, that's what will be happening. Unappeasable, you know, slanderous. Yeah. And unfortunately, we see that cropping in into uh, churches you know, where people are slanderous. Slanderous, you know, you come and you speak bad of this person. You, you know, uh, you... You pull this person down, slanderers everywhere, Christians slandering one another and each other. It's so much unfortunate. You know, but the Bible said that that would happen in the last days. And without self-control, you know, people will be brutal, not loving good. They will be treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, you know, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Now, how many of people are bringing the lockdown as an excuse. They say we can't go to church because of this pandemic. You know, but the same people, you find them in the malls, you find them you know, everywhere. But when it comes to church, uh, you know, they say, oh, you know, it's very dangerous. You know, that's what the Bible talked about here. The people will be lovers of pleasure. You find them in the parks, you find them everywhere. But when they're supposed to come and serve God, they'll be having excuses, you know, and says, rather than lovers of God. And such people will be having appearance of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Appearance, they will appear as Christians. You know, we are also saved. But when you look at their lives, they love themselves more than they love God. That will never you be your portion in Jesus' name. And so, children of God, we need to be loving a, a God more than anything. So, the Bible says that avoid such people. Yeah. And so, these are the things that we see happening in the last days. And so, now, Paul now continues. You know, about these last days, what will be happening. You know, I want us to go to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, for, uh, verse 1. You know, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, so, here we see Paul is addressing two things. 
yeah, which really is two in one. It says that the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him. Now, this is the second letter that he's writing to the church in Thessalonica. He wrote, he wrote them a first letter, and in it, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he told them that, you know, I don't want you to be ignorant about those who have fallen asleep, those who have died. You know, he says that what will happen, Jesus Christ will come, the trumpet will sound, they will rise up from their graves, you know, and we who are alive during that time, we will be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. Now, uh, the word that, the English word that we use is the word rapture. You know, it's coming from that phrase, to be caught up, you know, together. In other words, there will be rapture. You know, we'll all be, you know, raptured, caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. You know, now, here in the second letter, uh, Paul tells them here that concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together, our being uh, caught up together, rapture, you know, being, uh, of our uh, rapture, he says, we ask you, brothers, do not, uh, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed either by a spirit or a spoken word, or a letter seeming to be from us, to be effected that the day of the Lord, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. You know, it says that we don't want to be, because people will say, oh, you know, rapture has happened. You know, oh, you know, many things. It says that don't be uh, deceived. And people thinking that, I mean, there are people who say there is no rapture. You know, we are in eternity already. You know, things like those. There are so many crazy things out there, you know, that are not scriptural. Now, so here Paul addresses the situation. And he says here that, uh, you know, don't be deceived about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, there is a physical coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. In the past, people used to preach that, you know, just aggress the with you know, let your heart not be troubled. Believe in me and also, uh, you know, in, uh, believe in me and also in the Father. Uh, for, uh, uh, you know, they quote John 14 and they say, uh, they say, they say that, you know, uh, for I will come and take you one by one. You know, and they say that, oh, you see, Jesus is coming, taking us one by one. You know, it might sound good, but it's not scriptural. You know, here the Bible is talking about the physical coming. One event, not many uh, events, one event of the coming of the Lord. You know, and, uh, and also our being gathered together. You know, there is that that is happening. You know, that the Lord will come. You know, and we will be gathered together. You know, that every Christian you know, uh, will, will come. Uh, those that are serving God, those that have oil of the Holy Spirit, you know, they are serving God, they are committed. You know, those that are not deceived into the things of this world. And it says that uh, don't, 
Don't get anybody to deceive you about this. You know, look at verse 3. Now he explains what will happen. And these steps that the Bible is talking about here, we see them happening today. It says here that let no one deceive you in any way. I'm reading verse 3 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let no one deceive you in any way. For that day will not come. You know, unless, in other words, Christ will not come. You know, Jesus and we won't be gathered that day, you know, of the two events day, will not come unless the rebellion comes first. You know, that there will be rebellion that comes first. You know, and I like it in the King James Version. It says here that unless there is a falling away, you know, falling away. Now, the Greek word, it's really talking about falling away. And then here in ESV, it says a rebellion. Now, what is it? This is a people living what they have held before, you know. In other words, they have been Christians. They have been serving God. You know, but they are, they are deserting their Christianity. You know, now they follow. They are caught up in many other things. That's what the Bible says. In other words, uh, there will be people that will be, uh, backslide. You know, and then uh, when I interact with different pastors, we see this, that People have used the pandemic as an excuse of not coming to church. You know, that has actually revealed, you know, the, the, the depth of their hearts. You know, and I remember one pastor wrote in here that now we know, you know, which is the true church. Yeah. And so, that's what has happened. You know, that people have, uh, you know, have deserted. And, 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 and they're saying things like, oh, I will watch online. Then now I will pray for myself at church. You know, brethren, that's a deception of the enemy. You know, that is a deception of the enemy. And so, uh, now, the Bible says that there will be those that will fall away. But don't choose to be the one. You know, choose to be committed to God. If there are others that are following, let them fall away, but as for you, tell yourself that I will serve God. I will be committed to God. You know, that God has warned me that such things will happen and I should never be distracted. You know, my faith should never run low. You know, that I need to be, remain committed to the Lord. You know, and so he says that uh, the day of the Lord will not come unless there is a falling away first. You know, and then, after that, the man of lawlessness is revealed and the son of destruction. Now, the man of lawlessness here is talking about the Antichrist. You know, that the Antichrist will be revealed. Yeah. Now, let me read it to you in the message translation, verse 3. It says, don't fall for anything like that. Before that day comes, a couple of things have to happen, has to happen. First, the apostasy. 
apostasy is falling away. You know, people backsliding. Yeah. And he says, second, the debate of the Antichrist, the appearance, now he appears. You know, he is, the stage has been set and he appears, you know, uh, the Antichrist, the Antichrist. You know, and he says here, a real dog of Satan. Wow. He says it. That's it. You know, a real dog of Satan. Let me tell you, there is a system out there that hates Christianity. There is a system out there that wants to silence the true church of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a system out there that wants to ridicule the born again people and the people that are saving God. They want to silence and muzzle the body of Christ. And so as a child of God, you need to know that there is Satan who is working by all means to come against the body of Christ. Now it says here in verse 4 that he's a son of destruction in verse 3. Verse 4 says, who opposes, you know, what he does, he opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. That the Antichrist, you know, he will proclaim himself to be God. In other words, he is everything. You can't do everything without him. And in the book of Revelation, the Bible calls him the beast. And then he will have a number, you know, 666. You know, the number, the mark of the beast. And he says that no one will buy or sell. You know, so all, all those things will, have, will, will happen. You know. And he says here, you know, I, I want you to look at this. You know, that he will come up. He will replace, you know, he, want, he, will, he will stand against uh, Christianity or against anything that is worshipped. He wants him to be worshipped. Yeah. And uh, Paul says in verse 5, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? You know, that I told you these things. And you know, you know, in other words, he has told them in verse 6. He says, you know what is restraining him now so that he may be revealed in his time. Yeah. He says, you know what is restraining him now. Now, he says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. The spirit of Antichrist is already at work. It's operating. The system has been set up already. You know, it's like the Antichrist system is closing in now. You know, it's already at work. Now, if it was at work during the first century, now just think about how much now uh, it is more at work. Now, this is the system that wants to control the whole world, you know, the one world government, you know, and where Antichrist will be the rule, you know, that is the system. It's a system that has been prophesied, you know, that will happen. And it says that this system, that Antichrist, it's not revealed, you know, there is somebody who is restraining him, you know, and you know who is that person? Is the body of Christ, you know? It is uh, believers, 
filled with the Holy Spirit. And verse 7 says, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only she who now, she, the Bible uses the word she, it doesn't say it, but she who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. So this is talking about rapture here. That when the church is being taken away, you know, the Holy Spirit who has been working in, in believers yeah, will be taken away. And now, because he will be taken away, the Antichrist spirit will have nobody restraining him. So he will go full force, you know, at high speed to introduce, you know, his things. You're thinking of all the evil that we're seeing here, that, uh, you know, it's bad, uh, you know, people are heartless, are doing. Let me tell you, when the church has been taken out of the way, when rapture has happened, the Antichrist will be revealed, there's a Satan, and, I, and all his demons will manifest full force. You know, he will take pleasure in making evil evil and doing evil things and doing a lot of atrocities. I mean, if people in the past have slaughtered uh, people, they have taken, you know, any innocent people and put them in guest chambers and, you know, they burn them, they die. And they, they strip them off in World War II. They strip them off their, their gold. And then from there, they burn them. They burn them. They, 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 they kill them and they burn them. And you're thinking that, can people be that heartless? You know? And all the atrocities that we have seen over the ages, I'm telling you that when the body of Christ has been taken away, because the body of Christ and people... You know, like you and I, that are having the full fellowship of the Holy Spirit and interacting with the Holy Spirit, we are, in a way, we are the salt. We are bringing, you know, it's like we're salt of the earth. We are bringing, you know, we are restraining evil from uh, manifesting full force. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 uh, that's why we need to be doing, we need to play our role. You know, we should not be lulled into slumber, you know, and put ourselves into slumber, and we, we focus now, instead of focusing on God and saving God, we're focusing on, you know, maybe the things of this world, the riches of this world, you know, gathering this thing or gathering that thing. We need to be serious about our commitment to God. You know, that's what should be happening. You know, be serious about our saving God. Yeah. Because if we are not serious, you know, we will lack oil. You know, if we say we are Christians, but we are not saving God, we are not coming to church, we are not committed uh, to God, we are not tithing, we are not supporting the work of God, you know, we are not ushering and doing nothing for God, you know, but we call ourselves Christians you know, we say, oh, I will just stay at home and watch TV, you know, and we deceive ourselves with all of that. Let me tell you, when rapture happens, we will remain behind. Yeah. Remember, when those five virgins, uh, when the bridegroom came, they remained behind. You know, they saw that they are running low on oil. And when they went to look for oil, the door was shut. 
And when they came in, it was too late. They could not go in. And so that is the terrible thing that will happen to those people, Christians, that will uh, remain when rapture happens. You know, I don't want to remain behind. You know, and, and they, will, they will face the Antichrist. They will face evil. You know, they will, I mean, there's no way they will face that. They will have to bow down. And you can't say that, oh, I won't take the mark of the beast. If you don't take the mark of the beast, you will be killed. You know, they will be slaughtered and slaughtered terribly because they have left, they have been left behind when rapture happened. You know, that is why I'm saying to all of you that, you know what, let us serve God. We are not crazy. It's not because we lack something when we say we are serving God, we are living for God, we are committed to God, we are reading our Bibles every day, we are praying, we are coming to the prayer meeting. It's not because we lack something to do, you know. It's not because we can't go to the beach, we can't go to the... No, it's because we, our focus is on God and we know that we don't want to run low on the oil of the Holy Spirit. You know? And so, child of God, you know, I want to encourage you that let us serve God. You know, the joy of it is that when uh, we are out of this world, you know, when we get to heaven, we receive rewards, you know, because we've been serving God. And so, when you serve God, as long as we are focused on serving God, on living for God here on, uh, on earth, God will take care of you. You know, God will protect you. God will help you. God will sustain you because you are focusing on his will, on his purpose. You know, stop criticizing what is of God, you know, what God is doing, you know, and start fl to flow with what God is doing, you know, and start to, you know, be, be, be excited that the gospel is preached. Be excited that the, the message of the gospel is spreading. Be excited that, you know, Christianity ex is expanding. Be excited that we are winning souls for God. Stop criticizing and coming up with a lot of stories, you know, and opposing everything and hindering the work of God in any way. Stop doing that. You know, let us serve God. Let us be committed to God. Let us uh, be given to the work of God. And I'm telling you that, you know, God will take care of you. You know, God will bless you. God will be there for you. You know, I, I want that, you know, when rapture happened, you know, when I am caught up together with fellow Christians uh, to meet the Lord in the air, that I would say, you know, God, I am empty. I have emptied my energy, you know, my resources. I've emptied everything for the sake of Christ, for the kingdom of God. And I know that when I get to heaven, you know, there will be rewards waiting for me. And that's what I desire. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, and so that... I will be able to receive and to share, you know, when uh, my life, you know, is full of the Holy Spirit, you know, and I'm saving God and I'm committed to God and I'm living for Jesus Christ and I'm doing the will of God and that is not a pain to live for God, it's not a burden, but it's a joy to serve God and to live God, you know, and, and that is what will happen. So I want to encourage you today, even as we, 
you know, we come to the uh, end of this message that, you know, let us serve God. You know, let us allow the oil of the Holy Spirit to be upon our lives. And as we do that, you know, God will bless us. God will take care of us. God will make sure that, you know, all is well with us because we are saving God. God will take care of you because you are saving him. So may the Lord bless you even as you commit yourself and to serve God and to be committed to God, you know. And uh, may the Lord just make his face shine upon you even as you live for him. May you be blessed beyond measure even as you live for God in Jesus' Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.